0: You're listening to the Daily of Podcast with Benedict. So we're back to the question of the courtyard within a courtyard. One courtyard inside another courtyard, and that is abounding into an alley. And questions as to the different responsibilities of the inhabitants of both courtyards if they want to make an eruv. And the Mishnah picks up at the end of the sixth chapter. Someone from the outer courtyard forgot to participate in Erov. So we're going to make an Erov, which is going to join up these two courtyards. So we're going to join up these two courtyards. And that means that people will be able to walk in and out. And for that matter, most importantly, the people from the inner courtyard We'll be able to walk across the, will be able to carry across the outer courtyard and into the alley. So the, these courtyards are intrinsically linked. So they're going to make an Eruv together. But what if someone forgets? That's really the question which the chapter will close on. Someone from the outer courtyard forgot to participate in the of So the inner courtyard is permitted and the outer one is forbidden. This is a mirror image of the halacha we learnt one mishnah ago that the participants of the inner courtyard have made their eruv and they can walk around their courtyard. The outer courtyard is in some way joint property because the inhabitants of the inner courtyard own the right of access they own a right of way over it so the error of over the outer courtyard can't be complete without everyone's consent or everyone's participation and that's really how the mishnah goes on someone from the inner one forgot the lawyer of both are forbidden so they put their Erov in one place. So they put their Erov together in that their Erov. And we're talking about the, the bread right now. So in other words, when the Mishnah, we talked about this before, when the Mishnah talks about an Erov, the Mishnah is not talking about a fence around a town. It's talking about the bread that is put together to symbolize the joint ownership of the different parties not new Erev on but Echad so they put their Erev in one place Veshachach Echad one person forgot to contribute to it Bain min ha'pnimit bein ha'achit either from the inner courtyard or from the outer courtyard. velo Erev shtehen asurot so here we got rather than two Erev we, we, we've got just one Erev in other words they Everyone is contributing to one arrow, so effectively the two courtyards are being joined together in one unit. So one person forgets either from one courtyard or from the other courtyard, both are going to be forgiven. both are, be, are going to be for, for forbidden. In other words, the if they make two arrows, to if they make two arrows, then at least um, if. One person forgets from one community, the other one may operate. But if they make one of one single error for both courtyards, and one person forgets, they're both forbidden. And then the Mishnah closes and the chapter closes. If the courtyards belong to individuals, they need not prepare any Erov. So maybe there's one individual who owns the inside courtyard, and one individual who owns the outside courtyard and the assumption seems to be that because the inside courtyard has right of way over the outside if there are two individuals effectively they're partners and they don't need to explicitly make an error of in order to announce to kind of declare their, their sharing of the two courtyards and that's how the the sixth chapter closes but it closes on the idea that we're we're playing around if you like we're still playing around with shared ownership among two different courtyards so we're we're in the the subject we're into is a subject of whether ownership can be if you like distributed between two courtyards and we're going to get into the question of the window so what if rather than a doorway between the two courtyards with an inner one and an outer one what if we had two ordinary courtyards adjoining one another? Maybe like the picture of the five that we looked at a couple of days ago. Look, here are the f- five courtyards in a row, and they each adjoin into one another, with they also adjoin onto the alley, and they each have a doorway between them. So the five courtyards interconnect with a doorway between them. And the seventh chapter is going to open with a question, really, is With a with a question as to what is a doorway, so what do we define as a doorway if we're going to make an opening between two courtyards? And the Mishnah is going to begin by saying, begin by looking at a a picture of a window. Look, I've I've actually brought you a picture of the window (laughs) of the window in the Mishnah. (laughs) Look, here's the window, and you can see we're photographing it from inside one courtyard, and the other courtyards on the other side. And the Mishnah is going to is really thinking like, is this a window or is it a door? Because it, you know, it could be a window or a door. And the Mishnah is going to bring two tests. One, is it more than four hands, four hand breadths square? Four hand breadths. A hand breadth, I think, was about three inches. So if it's four hand breadths square, that must be about a foot square. That might just about be large enough for a very small person to wiggle through a foot square. Maybe a child could wiggle through a window a foot square. Certainly any smaller than a foot square, you could not get through it. Even a child couldn't get through it. So that's the first question that Mishnah will ask. Is it more than four hand breadth square? Second question that Mishnah will ask is, is it less than ten hands breadth off the ground? Because if, it, if it's close to the ground, it feels like a doorway, right? If it's high off, if it's high off the ground, it feels more like a window, doesn't it? And for the purpose of walking through it again, you can't just walk through an opening, which is more than 10 hands breadths off the ground. You've got to practically jump over it. And we've seen before that 10 hand breadths, that's about 30 inches. That's getting on for a yard. That is the critical mass if you like, for a fence. Once a barrier is ten hand it's high, it's a real halachic barrier. So the Mishnah will ask, a window between two courtyards. arbaa arbaa, four by four, less than ten hand, less than ten high. They can prepare two erovin, or if they want, they can prepare one. They can consider this space, as long as we've got at least four by four, they can consider this space either two courtyards or one courtyard. It doesn't, it, it's their choice. But, pachot if it's less than four, four by four, or if it's further off the ground from ten to echad. they prepare two eruvin. they cannot prepare one. If the window's not big enough to be a door, they have to consider it as two different courtyards. Along the same lines, Kotel What if there was a wall between the two courtyards? This was ten hands-breadths high and four hands-breadths wide. So now... The four hands breadths rather than being the width of the window is actually the width of the wall. And the Alakha is actually that if it's anything four hands breadths wide is basically a space in its own right. And the Mishnah teaches if you've got a wall like that, it's um ten tfachim high, it's four four um tfachim wide, m'arvin shnaim, echad we make two Erovin, not one. This wall is sufficient to divide the two courtyards. It's not a window, it's a wall. But it's its own domain. <speaking in Hebrew> they were fruit on top of it. <speaking in Hebrew> people can climb up from one side and eat. And people can climb up on the other side and eat. Once it's above ten Fahim, it's essentially neutral space. lemata, but they can't carry them down. They can't. They can. You can get up there. You can eat the fruit. Maybe there's a fruit tree on top of the wall, but we can't carry it down. the wall was breached. Ad eseramot to ten cubits. That means we had. A, we have a breach, but. So, so we have a breach that is as, that is less than 10 cubits. And again, 10 cubits, 10 amot, is going to be a critical factor here. <laughs> if it's less than two, two cubits, the residents can make two erovin. If they want, they can make just one erov. Because it's like a doorway. A breach of less than 10 cubits is a bit like a doorway. So we might consider going back to the question of whether the window is a door, right? It's like the window that's large enough to be a door. If it's large enough to be a door, they have the choice between considering this as a two courtyard space, two separate courtyards, or as one shared courtyard. If it's a bigger breach, your termicum, If it's a bigger breach than this they have to only prepare one eruv because once you have a breach bigger than 10 amot, than 10 cubits, that is effectively joining the two courtyards into one. And if they're joined into one then they need one eruv.